God wants you to speak faith. In August of 1980, God gave instructions to me for Word of Faith Ministries. He said, proclaim the Word of Faith, be a showcase of ministries, and train people to fulfill the Word of God. Now, let's get into today's message. And now, a message from December 2011 called, God's Rayma Contains the Power. Well, praise the Lord. We want to pick up with a special story that is unique to the Christmas time of the year. But we're going to be getting some things out of it that have a whole lot more to do with a broad number of things than just Christmas. So uh, not that that's not important, praise the Lord. We, of course, want to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we applaud everyone who does celebrate his birth. But, you know, my pastor, Ed Taylor, taught a message many years ago. And the title of the message was, The Child Grew Up. And he made the point that Jesus, you know, very often as a small baby in the manger, is accepted and ooed and awed over by a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. But you have to remember... The child grew up, and all of those people need to do something with the man, Jesus Christ, the second person of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They need to deal with the fact that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So, let's. I'm reading here from the New King James. Let's go in. And read, beginning in verse 26, Luke 1, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Wow, think about that. Of the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ, there shall be no end. Amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 34, And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? Now, let's stop there and and think about a few things of what we read here. Kind of go over it just a bit. First of all, notice that the angel came to Mary, a virgin, who had never known a man. Now, she was betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. That was an engagement, and their engagements in those days were actually quite long and involved. Uh, They were not yet married. Her name was Mary, and he greeted her by saying, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Now, I know that there are organizations, denominations, religions that have a doctrine that Mary herself was sinless 
before God. That she was somehow, in effect, uh, without putting it this way, they make it out essentially that she was somehow deity herself. There are a lot of people who worship Mary. There are a lot of people who pray to Mary. Uh, That is not scriptural. Let me just say that right up front. I'm going to tell you completely straight. That is not scriptural. Uh, Mary could not have been immaculate or sinless in and of herself. If she was, it would have meant that she was not born through the lineage of Adam. You see, Adam, through his lineage, sin came down through the ages into the human race. All mankind was tainted by sin, by the sin of rebellion that Adam committed against God. Now, Eve was not, um, had not committed rebellion against God because she was completely deceived. But the scripture tells us that Adam was in sin. He was in the transgression because he saw with his eyes wide open what was going on when he committed high treason against God and bowed his knee effectively to Satan. All right? So, that lineage of Adam, everyone born after Adam, had the taint of sin. That's capital S-I-N, sin. Okay? Now, they went on to individually to commit sins, lowercase s-i-n, s, <laughs> themselves, but it was the sin, capital S, problem that had to be dealt with, and that's why Jesus came, was to deal with that issue. So before this time, no one could have been born sinless other than they be born outside the lineage of Adam. Did you get that? They had to be born outside the lineage of Adam. Well, Mary, unless her you know, father was not involved in her conception, which we're certainly not told that that's the case, could not have had an immaculate conception of her own, so to speak, and could not have been sinless. All the Bible is telling us here when the angel greeted her is, you are highly favored, the Lord is with you, and you are blessed among women. Not because she, now listen closely to this, not because she was special in herself, but simply because she was to be the mother of Jesus. That's how she was blessed. She was blessed to be chosen to be the one who is the mother of Jesus. Do you see that? All right. Now, the other important point to note here is is that Mary herself asked the question in verse 34, where we left off reading there, Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? Now, this is in the as they say, the biblical sense of knowing. She had never had sex. Now, I know know, that kind of sounds very harsh, (laughs) to put it that way. But that's bottom line what we're talking about here. She was a virgin. There's a lot of people, a lot of theologians that teach, well, when they said virgin, they meant she was a young girl. That's the same word is used in Hebrew for young girl. Well, I will say this. The word in Hebrew that's used for young girl uh, is perfectly reasonable given that all young girls should be virgins. <laughs> you know, today we've gotten used to the idea that 
Uh, people have sex so early, we don't even think about that. But, you know, it, it should be a synonymous term that a young girl is a virgin. Amen? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But in any case, this is talking, this is from the Greek anyway. It's not even from the Hebrew, but you get my point. The point here is, is that the theologians say, well, this it's just saying she was a young girl, not that she was literally a virgin and had never known a man. Well, her own testimony to the angel was that she had never known a man. Now, let me ask you this. <laughs> if you're going to try to pull something off, are you going to lie to an angel? <laughs> I don't think she was pulling the angel's leg here when she said, I don't know a man. Matter of fact, her whole point was not to try to make her herself out to be holy or righteous or whatever. Her point was to say, uh, excuse me, <laughs> how am I going to get pregnant if I've never known a man? How's that going to work? I mean, that was really her question. And here's what the angel said in verse 35. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So in other words, he's saying this is going to be entirely supernatural. That's how you're going to conceive and bear a child even though you've not known a man. This is going to be a child born by God being the Father. Now, without getting into a, a long, involved teaching here, let me just very quickly say this. The Word of God over in uh, uh, Peter's writings, First or Second Peter, I think it's First Peter, where Peter says that the seed, uh, the, the Word of God is the seed, the incorruptible seed of the Word. Amen? Uh, matter of fact, I'm just going to go ahead and find that verse because I think it's very important uh, to see this in this study. Now, this particular reference, Peter is not talking specifically about this incident, but I think it will bring some light that we need to see concerning this incident. So, uh, let's go there. First Peter chapter 1, verse 23 uh, says... Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Now the word seed here, if we look at it in the Greek, I'm going to go here and, and pull this out, is the word spora, which means, it's basically the word from which we get the word sperm, Okay, and it means literally a seed or parentage. In other words, the kind of seed that we're talking about here is the kind of seed that you would insert into an egg to fertilize that egg. You see what I'm saying? Now, I know some of you are thinking, boy, Dr. Bill, you're getting awful graphic here. Well, this teaches some very important principles that you need to see. Notice in 1 Peter 1.23, it says that we as Christians are born again not of a corruptible sperma, but of an incorruptible sperma by the word of God. The word of God is the sperma. <laughs> the word of God is the seed that we're born again by. Do you see that? All right, now let's go back to Luke chapter 1. And let's look at Luke chapter 1, and I think you'll see something very interesting here as we do a comparison. The angel said unto Mary, 
The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. He goes on to explain, And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. And then the angel says something very, very revealing. And we're going to pull this scripture apart and look at it. Luke one thirty-seven. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now you may say, Dr. Bill, that's, that's great. That's an excellent scripture. But what does that have to do with what you're talking about, about the seed and the sperm and all it and the word of God and all this kind of stuff? Well, now hold on. In order to see it, we've got to look into the Greek meaning of this particular verse of Scripture. Now, on its face, when the King James, and by the way, I switched over to King James here, when the King James says, For with God nothing shall be impossible, I think we can all agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I think we can all say, Well, yeah, with God nothing's impossible, obviously. But see, there's so much more to this verse of Scripture. I trust that you enjoyed the Speak Faith broadcast today. Word of Faith Ministries is a multimedia outreach ministry that provides the SpeakFaith.tv Fire TV app, the SpeakFaith.tv Roku channel, the SpeakFaith.tv live streaming internet TV network available at the web address sftv.io and the on-demand SpeakFaith.today internet video service to showcase ministries preaching the uncompromising word of faith. We also provide technical support and web hosting for many great churches and ministries, including Expedition Church of the Triad, Word of Faith Worship Center, and Word of Faith Radio. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world with the word of faith, you may do so on the web at paypal.me slash speakfaith or at our mailing address, Word of Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 5213, High Point, North Carolina, 27262. For more information, visit our main website at speakfaith.org. The Speak Faith broadcast is brought to you by Word of Faith Ministries and our partners around the world.